0: The real estate world is changing. Opportunity is everywhere. It has never been so easy to connect, share and bring people together. We're learning from others and finding the very best in ourselves. Challenging our beliefs, overcoming our fears, transforming ourselves so we can transform our business. This is Investor Creator. Today, we're talking about staying in hope, Mm. staying in hope. And I'm not trying to be super woo-woo. I think people would describe, Tony's laughing, (laughs) describe me as fairly
1: pragmatic. I would say I'm in a conversation with Mr. Unwoo-woo. Yeah, that's probably true. It's the,
0: it's the accountant in me. You know, he I was just,
1: that fella in the in the Hangover that jumped up, jumped out of that trunk of that car. Do you remember that? Did you see never, the movie The Hangover. I've never seen. it. Uh, uh, everybody else does it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> except for Lucas. Lucas, yeah, yeah, that's okay. So we're talking about staying in hope, and you know, part of this happened. The idea for this segment happened because after our last episode, which was the journey is the destination, mm-hmm. I think that some people took it to be a little bit grim Uh, because they don't enjoy the journey as much as they think the destination is going to be.
1: Right. And so it was
0: maybe a little bit of a a letdown. And so staying in hope, I think, is kind of the part two of what we were talking about.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Right? because um, It really is. You know, what I just had, hang on to that, because the picture I just had was probably children I mean, when my daddy said, hey, listen, the first time, we're going to go to the beach, kids. Yeah. Well, we'd never been to the beach before, so our excitement wasn't that much. We didn't know. But the second time he said, let's go to the beach, and we'd already tasted it once. Yeah. Look out. I slept t- the last three nights in the car before we left to go. <laughs> I always,
0: you know, and you would go down to Pensacola Beach, Yeah, correct? Pensacola. And, you know, because we've been down there uh-huh. together. And I remember... Every time that I see that sign, I think of you. Yeah, because you would say that you know we knew we were there whenever we saw that big sign.
1: Oh yeah, and we didn't even we didn't even have the money to stay on the beach. Yeah. So there was a little two story motel, you know, like it was built in the fifties, you know. Yeah. On the land side. Right. And the price was way down, and we'd stay in that little hotel room. And it, and it's first time me and my brother, you know, it's probably the only time we get to stay in a big bed. Mm. Together, yeah, you know, we stayed in a bigger bed as boys on vacation down there in that hotel room motel than we did when I left to go to college. And I was six eight, and he was six five, and we were sleeping in the same full size bed. Yeah, that that's unbelievable. He was the happiest boy on the planet when I left to go to college. <laughs> I believe that. I would be too. I would be too. But so. the second time, that point there is this: once you've tasted it, yeah. Then when you go back, you have an expectation now you didn't have before.
0: That's right. And I think that's why it's much, much easier for someone that has done one deal yeah. to do that second deal. Yeah. So for me in my story, it took me eight months to get to that first deal.
1: Really? You know, I've never heard that part.
0: Yeah. It took me eight months. I was putting out bandit signs, 3 a.m. I had a lot of gut checks. because mm-hmm. So I would get up at 3 a.m. every Saturday morning to put my signs out, the We Buy Houses signs. And because I didn't have enough money... To buy my next set of signs, I would go out 3 a.m. on Monday morning to get to pick them up before the codes people mm-hmm. came out to get them. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of gut checks because, you know, I started seriously the, the the real estate investing business January of 2010 because that's when I had retired my real estate license. Because, you know, I knew that I couldn't really wear both hats. I mm-hmm. couldn't sell real estate as a realtor and be an investor. Mm-hmm. And so I retired my real estate license to do investing having never done an investment deal. So I burned the bridges. Mm. And so, but I would have a lot of mornings. It'd be just over freezing. It'd be 34 degrees. So it just warm enough that the signs would still go down in the ground. The ground wasn't frozen. Oh, yeah. And my wife would be all warm asleep and that bed would be awful warm. And now I remember there were a lot of mornings where 10 or 15 minutes I'd lay there. Just how bad do you want it? Yeah. How bad do you want it? Oh, yeah. You know, and I didn't miss a single week, not a single week. And sometimes it would be sleeting. And I I would just say, hey, nobody else is out here doing this. You know, I'm going to get me that deal. And it got to where I knew I was making $75 per sign, okay? Mm -hmm. Because now I'd done some deals and I knew what my numbers were. And so then it became fun because I I knew what I made that day, putting Mm -hmm.
1: those signs out, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, like, like when you're describing that. I'm seeing something switch for me that I haven't seen before. Like I used to would think that the little magic would be you laying in the bed saying, you know, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? And the big magic is when the deal closed and you got a check for $71,000, but it's just the reverse. Yeah. It takes more energy. It takes more want to lay in that bed and saying, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Than it does to drive across town to a title company and pick up a check. Right. The big magic is the hard work you did getting out of that bed at 3 a.m. In the morning. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And so
0: had I not had the idea that I had hope that this would work one day, I didn't know when, I didn't know when, but one day this would work for me when I hadn't been really successful at anything else, <clears throat> mm-hmm. then I would have never had the ability to stay within the business. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I feel like today is part two of what we were talking about last time. Yeah, which yeah. I think part one is correct, but possibly incomplete. Yeah, that the journey is the, de- the destination because once you get to the first destination and the second one and the third one, you realize that it's really not as great as you thought it would be. But if you fall in love with the journey of self improvement across time, then it's
1: always a, a journey that never ends. Who you backed up? You backed your uh, payoff up to where your payoff was the getting out of that bed. Yeah, that's right.
0: And falling in love with being the only one out there
1: that's doing it. Yeah. Unless you're, I mean, for so many of us, we set our payoff at the check. Right. Most of the time, we will never get to the check if the doing the work, if doing the script, following the script, if putting out the bandit signs at three o'clock in the morning, if whatever it is, if that is not payoff to us, we'll never get probably to the other payoff. That's right. That's right. And so, money's right that day. One
0: micro, maybe maybe this episode's not going to be as bad as we thought. <laughs> <laughs> one micro variable within this that you can always test yourself on this is how do you feel about spending money on ads? Mm. Okay. So, I would have times, I remember whenever I got to where I was spending $1,000 a day on ads, and I thought, gosh, like I would look at my ads account daily and be like, oh man, we spent $1,000 today. And it was, and I, be, I was a believer in ads. Yeah. But it didn't feel comfortable to me. (laughs) Okay? And then I got to the point where I would get excited about spending more. Yeah. So, and that's kind of the difference there. If if spending money on on your business is a point of pain, then you're going to shy away from pain. But if it's a source of pleasure, Mm -hmm. you know what you're building, you're excited about the inputs versus the outputs, then you have staying power that other people just don't have. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like last week was a little bit incomplete. And so after thinking about this, I was like, okay, hope, what does that mean? Well, the first thing that I want to submit to you guys is that hope is a factor of certainty. If you have certainty in the outcome, then hope is going to be there. Hope begins to diminish whenever you feel uncertain about what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is just really a, a factor
1: of self confidence. In a way, yeah, I do think self confidence has a lot to do with it. I'm wondering too, when you were saying that, if being wired more pragmatically, so that you really see numbers more clearly, yeah. also helps with. Look, this is just a matter of the num of, of numbers. Probably, you and I have talked about how differently we're both wired. Yeah, and so I don't. I'm I'm not as much of a pragmatic. Uh, now I will say this uh, last. Um, Thirty-eight years I've spent with you, <laughs> which is what it feels like to a feeler, yeah. You know who is trying to, trying to live in a pragmatic world like we're in there. You know I, what I just wrote down is until the upfront payoff on the small disciplines are bigger than the, the payday, you probably won't make it to a lot of paydays. Yeah, yeah.
0: And again, I think that this happens over time. But for me, at least, hope is a factor of certainty. Yeah. If I feel certain that the outcome is assured, uh-huh. then there's a lot of hope in that. And uh-huh. there's a lot of energy in putting forth the effort to get there. Uh-huh. So, you know, we talk about this with, with raising private money. If you knew whenever you talked to that hundredth person that the answer was yes mm-hmm. and your deal is funded, you wouldn't mind the first 99. No, you wouldn't care at all. And you would probably literally have that done in one day. Yeah. You know, as opposed to people, they drag and they think about it. Well,
1: what do I need to do? Where really it's just hammering the sphere of influence. We also look at those first 99 before that hundredth yes came along as no's. And they're not no's. Yeah. They're not no's. They're just, ah, this one doesn't work for me yet. This is bad timing for me if I'm a lender. I've already got too much money out right now. Yeah. Or... That doesn't fit in the portfolio of what I'm looking for right now. It may feel like a no to you, but it's not a no to the person who is giving it. It's just, uh, this is not a fit for me right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So hope is a factor of certainty. And to me, certainty is a factor of time frame. So what I mean by that is, it's like, what time frame are you putting yourself on? So it's like, okay, I'm a new investor. I have a hope to be a successful investor. Well, what time frame are we putting on ourselves? Because it's pretty difficult to do something for 10 years and to not get pretty darn good at it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like, okay, let's I'm I'm 36, I've played no piano. If I decided today that piano is going to be a focus in my life, at age 46, I would be pretty darn good at piano. Okay. Yeah. Whether that's anything athletic, running, swimming, which I'm trying to figure out how to do at distance, whatever is of value for you, if you make it a focus for 10 years, then, then you can do almost anything. The problem comes. It's like, I want to do this within three months. I want to do this within six months.
1: Because there's a whole lot to learn. And not only that, there's a whole lot of growth that has to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can do that in one month if you're able to start the ground at 100, start day one at 100%. Right. But when you're getting into something that you've got to learn on the front end, uh, your time, it does start at day one but it's kind of running it increases time your 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 hope increases your certainty increases as time goes on before you can hit your stride i mean yeah that's right
0: that's right so hope is a factor of certainty certainty is a factor of time frame and so from my perspective i feel like people lose context of where they are in their journey of growth okay because we want the outcome But we're not focused on the input to create the output, yeah. And we're not focused on the longevity of the business,
1: right? Does that make sense? Kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, because most of us, (laughs) most of us, especially in let's say the first uh, six months, if a great deal comes along, we're really surprised by it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, we're very surprised by it to the point
0: that they. I've I've had people jump in and
1: say, "I think it's a scam." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, this can't be. Yeah. And then I I think about Rickerson over in North Carolina knocking doors Mm -hmm. on those pre foreclosures in this heat. Yep. Sometimes he'll, he'll, we'll, we'll Zoom call and he's driving down the road or he's pulling up to a house, you know, and I'll say, let me see what that one looks like. You know, well, I'm out here. It's 147. Dude, he's on a great path, man. He's on a great path. And we live in a we live in an environment to where we can actually be sloppy and succeed. Well,
0: it's so funny. I've I've
1: asked this to to groups
0: of people. It's a really fun debate. Would you rather be king of England in the year 1450 or lower middle class today? Oh, lower middle class today. Yeah. Some people will say king of England back then, and the most funny reason that I've gotten is there were no billboards, so you don't have to look at billboards. No. I'm like, okay, well, that's not a great reason in my opinion, but <laughs> just um, from an economic standpoint, yeah. I, I mean, even the the you know middle lower middle class and and upper lower class today, they they have cars, they have air conditioning, internet, plenty of food from all around the world, travel reasonably easy. I mean, there, there's a lot of benefits, you know, versus King of England uh, where you very well could be beheaded, <laughs> you know. So, but all that to say, you're right. I mean. Even failure today is better than success of a prior generation.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's good stuff. So so hope is a matter of certainty, and certainty is a matter of time frame, and we lose context of where we are in uncertainty. Right, right. So then that begs the question,
0: well, how do we if, gain— I don't know
1: if y'all are taking notes, but you ought to be, because <laughs> I am right now.
0: The question begs to be asked, how do we gain context? How do we gain context? So my my first question back to you would be what are you committed to? What have you committed to? And if you haven't asked yourself that question then then you have to ask because the commitment needs to be defined. Otherwise it's not a commitment. It's just an idea.
1: Most of us just define the goal. Yeah. We don't define the commitment.
0: Right. So and if you're not committed to the time frame, which in my opinion needs to be from now on because that's what mine was. In my head, many mornings, and this is like, sure as the world, I would think like, it's 3.30 a.m., it's 34 degrees, I'm freezing my ass off, you can't get warm hopping in and out of a car, Mm -hmm. you know, running and putting these bandit signs out. And I would think about, well, if I'm 95 years old, what do I want my deathbed experience to be? And it's kind of morbid, but I think that this is actually good context, it's like, if you judge yourself by this, you're not going to make a whole lot of bad decisions. You know? So it's like 95 years old, number 1 I want my friends and family around me not because they felt obligated but because I was good to them. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that handles pretty much all relational mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I want to be able to say that I did it. Whatever that means. You know, and for me that meant I don't really have many regrets. I don't think that there's any way to to have no regrets. But I don't have many regrets. And that within the business world that I did what I felt like I could do, you know, but I'd never bought a house whenever I'm thinking this. And so for me, it was like, okay, am I willing to be at that point at 95 years old? The doctor comes in and says, I'm sorry, you have a t- couple weeks to live and me respond back to him. Well, do you have a house that you're hoping to sell? <laughs> because I've been working on this for about 60 years and I haven't bought a house yet. Uh-huh. So I was hoping that you'd have a, a house that you were hoping so. Uh-huh. It's like that's what I committed to. That's what I had in my head of commitment. Right. When I was 23. And luckily it didn't take that long. It only took 8 months versus 60 years.
1: But I was willing to do that. You know I'm I'm, I'm doing a little play of words over there because it is easy for us to I mean we can put this on our wall. We must be committed to the dream. Yeah. But if you If you substitute two other words instead of dream, it's you must be committed to the commitment and the time frame.
0: Yeah. And again, that's focusing on the inputs versus the output. It's easy to have a dream. Yeah. Are you going to do the work? You know, that's a question. Yeah. You know, so how do we gain context within this? Number one, what have we committed to? You need to write down what your commitment is. When it comes to this business or any value system that you have, whether that's fitness or marriage or being a good father or mother, whatever that is, I I feel like you need to write it down. And so the, the question that changes context very, very quickly is, is this the beginning or is this the end? So let's say that you've been in the business for six months, like I had been for six months, struggling, you know, and looking back, I was losing more deals than I was making because I just didn't know what a deal was. And I had no idea how to negotiate and my deal structure was very weak, right? So... If I was within struggle and I looked at it as being, hey, this is the end of my career, mm-hmm. then I, I I have no hope. Mm. But if I looked at it as this is the beginning, I've learned some things. I maybe don't have the output yet, but I'm putting the input in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, then that's going to really, really help everything.
1: Mm.
0: You know what I mean? So I think that that's the second part of context. So number one, what have you committed to? Number two, is this the beginning or is this the
1: end? And so... Figure out what you're committed to and write it down. Is this the beginning or is this the end? I mean, you have to predetermine that there's going to be no end. Yeah. Or set set a date. Struggle, whatever it is. It's just, it's just continue on. It's just learn. It could be a fresh beginning. It could be a new beginning.
0: Yeah. And so the question really checks your commitment because if you say, well, I'll do this for three months, that's not a real effort. You know? I don't know anybody that wants to do something great that says they're going to give themselves three months to learn piano, Mm -hmm. to be great at it. Mm -hmm. So the context there, I think, is important. So I'm going to go through this because we're kind of running out of time. But two things that I feel is going to help you stay in hope. So two things to help you stay in hope. The first is community. You have to be based in a community of people that are up leveling together. And so this is a big part of what we do. And this is a big part of like, we have a a support clinic every single day where me or someone here on the team is helping the apprenticeship uh, create what they're hoping to create. And I think the help is important for sure. But I think the most important thing is for the people that are sitting back and just watching. So like Kane, for example. Kane's a local guy, came to us as a referral, newer guy, the best thing that he can do is just come to these calls and see other people doing deals, mm-hmm. not because of what he's going to learn about deal structure or how we negotiate, but because he's going to see that this is real you know mm-hmm. and so seeing that uh, Christian who started with us about sixty days ago, I think has five under contract right yeah. now, maybe it' was ninety days, has five under contract right now, I believe, and uh, Kane is just starting then he can say well. Christian just started this a little while ago. He was in insurance or is in insurance as an adjuster, but not really like a deep real estate experience. He has some understanding of construction, but like understanding that there are other people that just not long ago are are where you're starting and they're able to create. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And everybody's able to create. I mean, there's nobody that comes in that who's not able to create, but the thing today that's like popping me is... They are committed to their commitment. I mean, and they're committed to a time frame. And, you know, I might say, well, they didn't have to find out if they're committed to a time frame or not. He's 90 days, 120 days in. He's got five deals under contract. I mean, how did he get so lucky that his leads were that good? Well, I don't know that all his leads are that good. No, and he wouldn't have said that maybe four weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And, And we'll say then things weren't going well then. But I don't know if they were going any different. They're going now. We're getting our eyes on external things instead of on my commitment, my time frame. Yeah. And for you, it's interesting because you didn't tie your time frame to how much money you had. If I run out of cash, if I run out of money, then this thing didn't work. Well, it, it would it would have just changed my input. Right. Yeah, you know, but my input was
0: very low. I mean, I was starting back then. You could buy a hundred signs for two hundred bucks, and then plus the stakes and the bottle cap nails. So I might have three dollars in a sign and put out fifty a weekend and get forty of them back. So I mean, I had like six months worth of marketing
1: for three or four hundred bucks mm-hmm. plus my gas. Mm-hmm. I used to go out there to Grand's barn and get and get you know pick up blank signs yeah. out there in the back of that barn out there, and sometimes it, like it'd be in the winter and you'd have to pull them apart cuz they'd yeah. be frozen in in yeah, boxes. That's right. And then head out to wherever Columbia, Tennessee or Clarksville, Tennessee to put signs out on a Thursday night or an early Friday morning, you know. And then right. go go back and get them if it was a place that w- where they were going to find us. But I mean it's just it's a totally different mindset. It's really having a positive effect on me too, which I'm, I'm glad it's about time. Well, it's just
0: too much coffee I've had. So guys, you've got to get in a community. Like if you're not in a community of people that are bringing you up, then you are by default in a community of people that are
1: bringing you down. You're leaving Or leaving you where you are. Yeah.
0: And so like, if you're not growing, you're dying, man. Like be around people that are trying to make you better. Mm-hmm. Like force you to be better because you're around them. Mm-hmm. That's even even better way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like not trying to make you better because nobody can make you better. But if you're going to remain in this group of people, like, man, I've got to step my game up you know, or they don't want to be around me. Yeah. Like put yourself in those positions. So that's the first thing that's going to help you like stay in hope is community. Number two, I've lovingly referred this to trip as two as triple a. So we have to do triple a. Okay. So I, I liken it to, we're broken down on the side of the interstate. Who do we call? We call triple a. If we're having a hope issue or we're having series of doubt thinking, then what we want to do is triple a. So this is three things, affirmations, abundance training, and anchors. So we'll talk about this in context. Affirmations. I think a lot of people understand what this is. For the people that are coming to the mastermind that we have coming up in about 30 days, we have a, a coffee cup that is going to have my 10 affirmations on it and we wanted it to face you. So just like you know, this is facing me, daddy, we, we love you, Marabeth Mason and Matrix here. I want you guys to be faced every day with saying them. You know, So it's like, and they're kind of tough to read, might have to get your glasses out, but we put all 10 in a row because we want you guys focused on what's important. And these affirmations, guys, like how I got to the point where it was just six or seven months ago, I wasn't really focused on my health, but I started affirmations first. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want to accomplish? Okay, I'm going to say I am that person that changes your daily thinking on what you're choosing for yourself. And now I'm to the point we're training for a triathlon. mm mm-hmm. You know, I didn't start off six months ago thinking about a triathlon Mm. at all, Mm. you know, but putting these ideas, planting these seeds grows things. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. Number one is affirmations. Any thoughts on that, Tom?
1: No, I mean, it's dead on. It's dead on. But I think a lot of times in our culture, we stay stuck at affirmations. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's not a lot of sweat to what comes next. I know that's that's a struggle for me. It has been for a long time. It's so easy to live. I mean, what you said earlier about would you rather be the king of England or, or be some... I mean, it is in some ways easy to live in our environment. Yeah, for sure. Anywhere in our city. It's tougher in some places than it is at others. And it's still easier than probably a third of the population of the world.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: So affirmation is really, really important. has Has been a huge part of my growth across years. Uh, Number two is abundance training. So what I want you guys to do if you're having a hope issue or you're having a lot of doubt is I want you to put yourself in positions where you're doing something that you enjoy, but you can't really afford to maintain yet. So I remember me and Tony one time, we went, we spent two or $3,000 on clothes uh, (laughs) at a, a nice men's Clothing place. Give yeah, a a shout out
1: to Levy's and Green yeah, Le- Hills. Yeah,
0: Levy's and Green Hills. We, we went and saw our, our main man there, ha- Harry Webster, uh, uh, who has since retired. Uh, but Harry was there for like 40 years, <laughs> you know, like started off in his 20s and retired later. But he was that place. But uh, we went and got suited up. And so then, you know, you leave feeling better than you went in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And so things like that. Look at houses that you can't afford. Look at three, four, five million dollar houses. If that's something that you want for yourself. It costs nothing but some time to go in and and go to an open house and look around, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just see yourself like, how would I feel being in this master bath? How would I feel being in in this movie theater room? How would I feel being in this wine cellar? You know, and think about there are people that live that way that are no smarter than you. They just made different decisions to get there. Right. So the factor of how you make decisions over time is going to be what creates that kind of wealth. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of thinking differently. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And for me, that's turned out to be nature. Okay. Like when I take a hike out in the middle of nowhere and I see how nature just multiplies and just blooms and just boom, and uh, it doesn't need my help. Yep. I'm just like, man, the whole everything that exists is abundant all by itself. Why am I not in that flow? Yeah. Why yes. am I not in agreement with what's happening there? I make this so hard for myself and the rest of the universe. I mean, the stars don't do it, give it a lot of thought to what they're going to do every night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah I had a, a situation like that happen. I was on a flight one time and I had a window seat and I was looking down and, and we were either, as, I think we were ascending. And I, I looked at my thumbnail on the window and I was like, if I ever owned that much real estate then I'll be wealthier than I ever hoped to be. And so the context there is like, it's one thumbnail across the entire freaking earth. Uh It's not that much.
1: Uh Uh It's not. You know? It's really not.
0: So abundance training is going to be really important. Drive one of those cars that you want, but just think about, what it takes other people to have that, it's not that much different than what you could be doing already. It's just a matter of making different decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really all it comes down to. And then number three is anchors. So I'm a big believer in this. So whatever your commitment is, whatever you have committed to your goals being, you know, we have to put those in places where we can't get away from it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so um, Tony may remember I used to have a a, a fake $100,000 bill. Oh, that, yeah.
1: First time I ever got in a, a car with you. It was right there on the yeah, dashboard.
0: It was right there on the dash. And that's when I was trying to get to where we were buying hundred k in equity a month. Okay. Uh, it switched to a million dollar bill.
1: Mm-hmm. It did. You know? And so. It did right after you got started. Right after we started buying $100,000 a month. It wasn't some long-term thing. It wasn't when you got to like 700000 It was right after we got to. $100,000 a month, boom, million dollar one 000, 000 went on there.
0: Yeah. And I had no idea what that even meant. Yeah. You know, I had no context, but I knew like, okay, if that's the next step, then that's the next step.
1: And, you know, I don't even think at that time you even knew what the commitment would be at that time. You knew you'd made a commitment to that, but but then you go through everything, all the growth, all the handling a disappointment, all that kind of stuff to get to where you're expanded enough. To where you can actually don't even realize when you're when you're on that million dollar deal, then, but you are already there and you don't even know it yet. But boy, you start to expand big time. I mean, it's
0: yeah, yeah, and and it's kind of a crazy thing. Like we're talking about Oscar Green, which Uh, which could clear a million in and of itself.
1: Yes, might even do it, and we not even have to touch it.
0: Who knows? Yeah, you know, there's a possibility of that. So, but. Anchors are going to be really important. You, yeah. you can't be in a position where you can forget about your goals. So, like, the question that I'm going to pose to you is, what were your New Year's resolutions? If you don't know off the top of your head, then…
1: Well, we usually you, you don't know by about February. The correct.
0: Point. But I knew <laughs> in, in into July, then, you know, it's like, there's, I would say maybe 2% of the people listening to this right now are mm. going to know. And the reason that you don't know is you didn't create the anchors. So on your bathroom mirror, in your car, in your back pocket, we have thermometers that we used to have here in the office that would uh, gauge our equity position and our cash flow. So like the the fundraising thermometers, we'd have those all over the place. You couldn't get away from it.
1: Not some fancy stuff. No. I mean, hand-drawn with the red marker. Yeah,
0: we had the red marker. We had the red marker. So... Guys, I hope this was helpful. You know, I wanted to to kind of do part two because I felt maybe part one was a little bit too maybe binary or, or pragmatic where I wanted to get more into the emotional part of things. And I, I never even realized that the emotional part was a thing until one time Tony said, well, you know, Brad, realize you always say, I think, and I always say, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man. That's a different way of thinking. Because even when I tried to say, "Well, I feel like," th- I couldn't even do it.
1: You know, right, right, right. And it, it's equally as been equally as hard for me. Yeah, I think we have both of them. All of us have both those abilities. It's probably that we major in one and minor in the other. Yeah. So, like, you major in thinking and minor in feeling, and I major in feeling and minor in thinking. But I think mo- a lot of the times we just focus on what we major in. Yeah, that's right. And we and we're missing a lot of output because we're not stretching ourselves in an area that's not our, our go to. Right. It's not our first. So Right, right.
0: Guys, you have to stay in hope. So hopefully this is helpful. Uh, check us out, the investor creator community on Facebook, podcast, and on the Tiki Talk. We'll see you guys next week. Coffee.
1: Good work, buddy.